Good morning, everyone. Welcome to She Podcast. This is Jessica Kufferman with me, my lovely work wife, Elsie Escobar. Yay. Hello. Hello. And I'm then, here. you know, our producer, John. John Buchanan. Good whatever day, time it is. I'm not as literate as Rob. What does he say? Yeah. I forget. Good, Good so- generic time what? of the day. Good, Good generic, generic time, time of the, of the day. day. Thank you. That's right. That's what we do. We have T-shirts that say that. G-G-T-O-T-D-Y. Good generic time of the day. That is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. But it's the truth because it, while it's morning for us, we don't know when they're going to listen. It could be 2 o'clock in the morning and they could not be sleeping and they need somebody to lull them to sleep. And they said, whose voice will put me to sleep? I got it. We'll put on She Podcast. Not yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, I don't wish. think that She Podcast is a oh, falling asleep. Yeah. Well, maybe it is. But I think we might scare people, you know, because our voices tend to get very animated. And so we might, you know, I might be talking about some technical thing. And then Jess comes in and blows everybody's slumber because people are falling asleep when I'm talking about the data and all the technical microphone stuff. And then Jess comes in with something and then wakes somebody up. And I'm not sure that that would be best for sleeping anyway. Yeah, I don't think I'm very good to go to sleep to. No. <laughs> but that's just me. Any hoobers. That's all I'm saying. Any hoobers. But, Je- I mean, I know, John, you said that you weren't going to talk very much because there's jackhammering going on outside your building there. But I kind of want to talk about your um, your usage of Red Circle. So we kind of covered Red Circle I think a couple of episodes ago where it's another yet another podcast app slash hosting platform, I believe, right? Two things. Yes. And it's free. Mm-hmm. And the thing that makes it fancy is that you can opt into um, sh- kind of share promos with other people that are on Red Circle. And then you went ahead and you created yet another podcast. <laughs> so, just for funsies. I'm trying to catch up to Dave Jackson. Yes. So have you done stuff with it? Can you give us like a little bit of, of your insight into using that platform? Okay. So the good parts about it is that you can, when you make your RSS feed, you use your Apple ID, you use your uh, Stitcher ID, and when you go to Spotify, you apply for Spotify through that. It's not done like with Anchor. They did all that for you. So you have control of all that. Uh, the other thing is that's good about it is very easy to use. And it was very, you could, it walks you through. It has little videos that you, it shows you. It's v- very intuitive. Uh, if you didn't know what you were doing, it would be easy to walk through this. So it's very easy to use. The bad thing is, if you don't have a website, you can't get into the Google podcast app because you won't show up in, even though you're on Apple, for some reason, you do not show up in the Google podcast app, which is weird. Oh, I see. And I haven't tried the, I'm going to start playing with this. I'm actually going to start using that. It's called the podcasters playground. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to use that show to talk to other independent podcasters and talk about their pain points in podcasting. What's their issues? What they're having problems with? And then hopefully during the show, we can fix it. So it'll be kind of like a, I'm going to be the Bob Vila of podcasting. That's not true, but okay. something like that. 
you know? So <laughs> all right, I plan yeah. on using it when I get time. See, podcasters, whatever, when we have our first podcast and the next thing we know is like, oh, that's a great idea for a podcast. And then we have like seven of them. Then we can't get to any of them. So I'm just trying to right. focus on what I have right now. But I do want to use it because I do think it's a great concept. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you for that. But that's really interesting about the uh, Google Podcast page because there is no web presence right. for this, right? It And so primarily you have to record on the phone? Well, no. I mean, you can – well, I have a studio here, so I can do everything that I would do, and I just take the MP3 like I would for any other podcasting oh, I see. host. Okay. And I just take it in, drag it in. I put my show notes in there. I put my image in there. Everything is – very easy to use, and then I upload it. So now, if I want to, okay. now I have to figure out what website that I want that I, will be compatible for Google Podcast app. So that's another cost. So again, they get you one way or another. If they don't get you for the hosting, now you have to go pay for a website. And then what website would mm-hmm. I use? I don't, I don't want to do a whole WordPress website website because it's I don't want to do that. I just want to be able to put a player on there. It also comes with a player that. You can put the player on your website has an embeddable player. So I got to figure out whether I'm going to do Wix or one of those other ones and how much that is. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Such troubles. Well, don't you think podcasting has become so much easier now? And is that a, I mean, it's a good thing in a way, but sometimes it's not so good. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just have to, we'll see, you know, just like anything else. It's, we'll just have to write this out because part of it is longevity. You know, these companies are coming out and then all of a sudden it's like, uh, okay, well, who's still there, right? Because that's what tends to happen. People tend to just disappear from the space because it's not as fun and exciting anymore. It's definitely getting exciting right now. There's tons of venture capital and all kinds of stuff happening. So, yeah, we just have yeah. to see how it goes. Wasn't there an article yesterday um, with more money comes more? Here comes the podcast consultants, it was called. Yes, I love. I actually really, I didn't put it in here. I really thought that was a very thought-provoking article, and I think it's worth a- us discussing it, in fact. So why don't we just go ahead and move into some news, and we can kind of get into that and see if I can find the link while we do that. The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. Woohoo! So, this is actually from Jacob's Media Strategies, and the article is called Podcasting Mo Money, Mo Problems, Mo Problems, Mo Rules. <laughs> That's a really interesting, <laughs> a really interesting <laughs> title. So, like um, but wait, there's Mo. But but yeah, wait, there's Mo. There's Mo. So yeah, so that that was actually just about it's Seth actually really coined Seth Wrestler from Jacobs Media wrote this and he's he's got some really good he's got a good brain. He's got a good brain, that guy. And he was just talking about uh, just the fact that, you know, there's more money coming into the table, right? And whenever more money starts to come in, that means that more executives start to come into the game, like just people who are the bosses of the money, right? The ones that are telling people where it goes. And and they're really looking at it from the perspective of making more money or not losing money uh, in, in from a sort of company perspective. Now, the reason that podcasting started, and this is something he mentions in the article, the reason it started is because a lot of us in the medium wanted not nothing to do with any of that, right? So we just did our own thing. You kind of go 
and do things your way. You 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 do things just because you want to. It's all about self expression. You want to break the mold. You do all of the things that you know. Take risks and try things out and. Fail miserably and start again and try something different and so it kind of is like it's totally opposed to what usually people invest in, which is something that's steady and it's making money and it makes sense for us to put money in here. So I guess we're at a at an issue now where there are so many people who are podcasting, many many people, and then there are people that are coming in wanting to invest money, but what they want to invest in are things that are going to make the money. So the space for risk taking isn't really gonna be there as much. Hence the issue. Welcome for the industry. to radio. Yeah, it's content that's dumbed down to appeal to everybody. Exactly, because they know that this is a little bit more, they're going to be wanting to take a chance. Like, let's say you have a really fancy idea, you have a, a really awesome audience already, you know, you have all, all kinds of things going on for you. A company comes into the mix and they're like, we want to bank on, on her. We want to give her some money to develop this show. She already has a following. She has all this stuff that's going on for her. Let's do it. And so they help this person, this, this new producer, well, new as in like new to them, you know, but not necessarily new to the industry. Keep going. They invest all the money. And then the, what they're going to look at is the download numbers. That's what they're going to look like. They're just not going to look at anything else. And if those download numbers are not up to what they feel they should be, then it, there's not going to be a whole, let's just wait five years to build the, <laughs> to build it. It's just going to be, okay, thanks so much. Let's move on to the next thing. No, first they're going to try to so. fix it. First they're going to say, make the show shorter. So then you make the show shorter. Yeah. Then that doesn't. That's right. Oh, we just found out. We just did a survey. Make the show longer. Okay, I'll make mm -hmm. the show longer. Then they're going to come in and they're going to say, you know what you need? You need a co-host. Or if you had a co-host, we're firing your co-host. <laughs> so they're going to come in and try That's to fix right. your show. And your baby... The thing that you love so much, your idea, your podcast, they're telling you what to do and you can't do anything about it. You're a hostage to your own show. Sounds like fun. Well, see, he, he actually, Seth does a really good job in his, in the last paragraph of his article here where he nails that. He says, quote, in truth, the secret to a long career is to find the right balance between gut instinct and the research. Finding that balance isn't easy and often comes with a lot of tension. From the consultants called in by the investors, it requires a deft touch and a deep understanding of the space. From the talent, it requires a thick hide and an understanding that feedback, criticism, and coaching is how superstars raise their game. As the podcasting media matures into the next phase, it will be interesting to see who is able to find this balance and who isn't. It's very true. What do you think about that? So I'm in a mastermind with Dave Jackson, and he said, hey, have you ever thought about finding a show that's not really good? audio-wise, and then taking and fixing the audio and sending it to them, and then maybe you could get some work out of it. And I had before, but there's this one show that I really, really like, and the audio has a pronounced hiss in it, and it's way too low. You can barely hear it. You got almost have to have the phone up to your ear. So I took and went, downloaded their MP3, took the hiss out of it, brought it up to where it sounds good, and I emailed it to them. And I said, hey, you know, instead of me doing this to every episode so I can hear it, why don't you just let me do it for everybody? Nothing. 
not a response, not a thank you, not Maybe a. They didn't get the email. Well, I also sent a tweet to the Twitter account of the show, and they're on there tweeting about other things. So I know they saw it. So I don't know. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm just saying that you're right. We have thick hides about our st- our stuff, and we're very sensitive about our babies. It's like walking in and telling somebody your kid's ugly. That's not a good move. It's not exactly like that because you can't make a kid better looking, but you can make a podcast better <laughs> sounding. <laughs> the response from the person that you're telling, who, that's that would be like, <gasps> I mean, that's true. But I'm yeah. just saying there is a vast difference between let me help you look better. And, you know, you shouldn't dress your kid like that. It's hideous. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference. Yeah. People are sensitive. But like, I think what you did was a nice thing to do. That's how you started editing our show. Yeah, it worked for you guys. Yeah. But see, the thing is, it's like there's there's also self-recognition. You know what I mean? Like, no, there's also like, us. we know we could do this you better. Forget. I did trick you. No, he tricked us. He said he was trying an audio mm. experiment and he wanted us to participate. Right. Maybe I should do that. Let me try that again. Mm. Maybe I'll go Maybe back. Maybe you and should say, try that. <laughs> I have to try that again. <laughs> yeah. Try it with the like, I'm an editor. I'm just starting. You know, it's totally free, you know, for me to just try this. And then once they like it, then you say, well, now you have to pay us, which is what you should have done to us. Well, true. I get paid in love <laughs> and sometimes spots. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes spots. You're right. Oh, my God. But just the fact that you're going to have, in order for you to stay in the game, if you will, people, there's going to be a balance between that. And I think part of it is our ability. And, and I think that there's two sides to the equation, too, when you're getting feedback. There are people who you're going to say to you know, you really do need to up your audio side of things. Your audio is, at this moment, not where it needs to be to, for where you want to go. Because if somebody wants to say, I want to have, you know, X amount of downloads and blah, 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 and I want to grow it and all this stuff, and their audio is just sucky, then you do need to consider up-leveling your audio. That said, what if that person... But that's if they ask, right? Yes. I'm. What I'm talking about here is this line, right, where they're talking about the money that's coming into the game. And if you are striving for, in quote, success or whatever that looks like for you within the podcasting space, I think that now the foundation or the floor, I don't know how you would say that, is that you do actually have to have better audio than most in order for... Baseline standards, you mean? Yeah, base standard. That's right. Base... The base standard is that you at least have to have an understanding of what good audio sounds like. You don't have to have pristine, like it doesn't have to be absolutely and utterly perfect, but you do have to actually have like a mic and you have to have levels, meaning that everybody's voices sounds at the same level. And that's awesome, right? But then what if you say that to somebody and they're like, I totally understand, but at this point, point in in my uh, podcasting I don't have the option of insert either my situation where I don't have bandwidth or they don't have money for investment in a you know $40 microphone or you know whatever all that kind of stuff so you also have to see where they are in the space and whether they are not they are willing to step this up at all, right? You can't make excuses anymore if you're expecting X results and you're not willing or can't or are unable to do these other things in order to up-level it. I hope that that makes sense. Now, it does. Makes sense to me. It does, but then I'm just going to say it. What? People are pig-headed. 
they're pig-headed because yeah, one of yes. my favorite shows, these two Canadian women, I shake my head with Lisa and Sam, they podcast out of their car, and I do my best to make that audio sound good, but at the end of the day, it doesn't sound as good as it would if they had two microphones and were in a space that wasn't a car. If somebody came to them with money and said, hey, listen, we don't like the car, they love podcasting in the car, and I don't know if they want to get out of the car. So then what do you do? Suffer. Well, you tell them to suffer. If you don't want to do what needs to be done to, you know, they seem to be doing okay their way. So let them continue. Well, they're at their level. They're at the highest level they can go right now because anybody that wants to invest into a show is not going to want that sound quality. They're going to want a better sound quality. But no, but I think that they can up level it. I mean, I, I'm not sure if, are they using just the phone? No, they're using a, Oh, my God, I'm going to get killed for this. Okay, they're using the Zoom H6 with the microphone that comes okay. with it. But, yes, I've recommended using lapel mics. I've talked about. Well, what about so they don't have a Samsung Q2Us? No, no. And then if they did, they'd Dude, have to hold them. Just do it. I know. Yeah, they don't want to hold it. No, because they have to have papers. There's, there's a th- it's always a thing. It's always a th- uh. There's always an excuse. And again, they're just at the top okay. of the game. And I think their content's really good. And they have a lot of people finding them. But they submitted their show to a couple of uh, the hoo-ha network. And I don't know where that went. And I think a lot of it has to do with the audio quality. Boy, am I in trouble. Right. No, you're not in trouble. Because, you know, I, I it's like you, you have to have conversations like this. Because you do have to make a decision. And I... And listen, I just did the, the latest Super Squad. I keep testing this everywhere just to see what it really handles like in terms of the microphone. But I just did the latest Super Squad uh, recording. I did a live and I was on the computer, but I had the Q2U into the computer. I was literally in five seconds, I could get to a highway. There was a parking lot behind me. There was a gigantic gym to the right of me that was playing music because it was a gymnasium where my girls were, you know, doing their gym stuff. And I was outside and I was floored by the audio quality that I was getting into the Q2U because it is a fantastic microphone for throwing away all the extra noise all around. And on sale, it's 40 bucks. Yeah. I, yes, I was holding it and it also doesn't have hand noise. So if you want to move the papers and move the thing, it's actually, it's okay. You actually could make it work. You could make it work. You could get used to having papers and holding the microphone to your face. And that's an investment on sale of $80 for both of them. Without the sale, it's 120 bucks because I think the mic is 59 and it's so worth that investment. I mean, it's insane how incredible that microphone is for the price and the way that it makes you sound so much better. I mean, it's crazy. And and you have like the the excuse of the ceilings are too high or there's too many windows or this is there's no carpet. You you almost have no there's no reason why you cannot up level your audio with that microphone. So anyway, I just I'm putting that out there. But but how how about we just continue in the conversation here and give a shout out to our friend Danny Peña. Danny Pena. Oh, my God. So I know What's you guys up, don't Danny? know this. <laughs> What's up, Danny? So he sent me a message and because he wanted to tell me that Gamer Tag Radio, and this is like the craziest thing here. Gamer Tag Radio was added to, his logo was added 
in a game on a, a very huge, huge title for Division 2. Uh, Division 2 Gamer Tags Radio was added in the game, and you can find it. And I know those of you guys, because we have so many gamers listening, I'm going to give you the scoop. <laughs> you can find it in the clan creation tool of Tom Clancy's The Division 2. All right? So I guess when you're playing... It comes up like whatever comes up when you're playing video games. I have zero understanding of what I'm even talking about right here. But all I'm saying is that his logo for Gamertag Radio is inside this game, which I think is amazing. And this is um, from Ubisoft and Massive Entertainment for adding that within the game itself, which I think is really cool because there's a lot of things. Obviously, we're thinking like, oh, we need to be on Forbes, an entrepreneur magazine. But if you're a gamer... This is possibly one of the most incredible things that you can have going on. I did ask Danny to send me feedback, like audio feedback, so we could actually play it on the show. But what he did, Danny, is he sent me audio feedback on Facebook Messenger. How the heck do you get those audios out? You can't, I don't think. So Danny... I don't think it's easy, yeah. You know I love you. Dude, you know I love you. But why did you do it via... Facebook Messenger. That's like the worst thing you could have possibly ever done. All you needed to do was, you know how it is. You know how it's done. I don't even know why I'm even saying this. You know how to get audio audio feedback on people's stuff. So anyway, congratulations, Danny Pena. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I think it's fantastic. And get better at sending audio feedback. Wow. Uh, congratulations and constructive feedback all in one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was generous. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, so another little piece of news that we have is that PodCon is not coming back, Jess. How about that? Uh, wah, wah. Well, it's sad news, but um, my, <laughs> my professional opinion of PodCon is this, and it's not because of all my years as an event planner. It's because of all my years as an event goer. And I think that the Podcast creators and podcast show watchers are two very different audiences. And when you combine them together, you get something strange. So like at PodFest and Podcast Movement, there's way less emphasis on the shows that are going to be recording live and way more emphasis on what you're going to be learning. But PodCon really tried to do both, I think, because VidCon does both. Well, you know, you, you mentioned that and I was like, okay, I'm in there. I will follow what you're saying, Jess. I'm, I'm cool with that. PodX. Okay, so PodX is essentially the same thing. It's PodX.com. So PodX.com, if you guys want to go check it out, PodX.com. That is essentially what PodCon was, but with a lot more money. Oh. And so it's like, it says created for podcast fans, aspiring podcasters, and industry pros. PodX features something for everyone. And had you heard about this before, uh, either Jess or John? Have you heard about this? No. Conference? A new podcast convention from the creators of Broadway Con, Leaky Con, and Con of Thrones. I wouldn't mind going to exactly. that one. Well, so well, what I'm saying is PodCon was exactly this kind of, but at a grassroots. And PodX is actually... With a lot of money, as you can see, they have they've been doing this for a while. But here's the thing that's really interesting about Pod X is because I was listening to an MSNBC podcast and they had an ad inserted into that 
So you have not heard about it. John has not no, heard about it. No, and it's next weekend. I think the only person that knew about PodX that responded to me when I posted in the Slack group was Rob Greenlee. He was like, oh, yeah, those guys are from, and he just mentioned from broad, you know, from the other cons and stuff. And I was like, they haven't even reached out to anybody in the podcasting space like at all. So the way that they got people or are selling tickets for this is via podcast. So they are really focusing in on podcast listeners, I guess. Right. Not creators. Yeah. So it was very strange because I'm like, wow, that's a conference ad that's being inserted into an MSNBC show. And then it started, I'm started to think, I'm like, is this like geolocated? Meaning that I'm the no, like, own, like I'm not. in North Carolina. So am I getting this ad because I'm in North Carolina? Because this is in Nashville. Well, first so of all, I started to think about that. The Nashville Music City Center is like a theater, I think. Not really like a conference space, but I could be wrong. Secondly, the description says, PodX brings together your favorite networks, podcasters, and podcasts. From true crime to politics to pop culture and storytelling, all an incredible weekend. Explore the world of podcasts, experience panel discussions and live shows, learn from experts, and expand your knowledge of the evolving art of podcasting. But like... Not a lot about what you're going to learn, just more about what you're going to see. So that makes sense if you're a fan. And it's still, it's like Pod X 2019 is schedules ready. We're packing over 100, 100 hours of live shows. Okay, so after you register, there's a marketplace, Curious Nashville Live. Welcome to Pod X, the queer podcast space. These are their stories. It's all live shows. A lot of it's live shows. And then producers speaking. Oh, here's Erna Living through podcasting. Well, they have like fan tracks, live shows, and then podcast pro track where there's niche is more than you think. Building a podcast with convergence journalism, like mm -hmm. uh, how to schedule your podcast around your life, building a lasting membership community, all of those things. Patrick Condes in legal entertainment on building a, a thriving fine base for your podcast. So they actually have live shows and a track for podcasters, but none of us um, knew about it. <laughs> well, the, the featured you know, podcasts, I, I'm looking at them. There's not really one that I know of. Not that that's a big thing. And then the presenters, not one that I know. I know Aaron Monkey. Oh, here's top tips for being a hired host by Monica Neubauer, who is a realtor. That's it. That's her claim to fame. I guess she's a podcast host, but she works for the National Association of Realtors. That's strange. I mean, it's only strange to us, I guess, to us, we because we don't know. Knew nothing yeah, about it, we but don't, we don't know. But I wonder, is that a bad way to advertise? Like, should you and I do a promo and stick it on? people's podcasts you think i don't know it depends on the podcast i don't know that i would do it on nmsnbc i think it's a great idea that's why i was like oh my god this is like the best thing to do like but to, to have it be inserted like you know what i mean like i don't i don't necessarily need to have the hosts even read it like there's times it where would i'm like be me and you yeah yeah it's like a 30 or 15 second spot at the beginning of shows to just have it played for x amount you know what i mean to just like be focused in on certain shows that have the most amount of reach. And also there's something to be said, like, oh, okay. 
there's something to be said about it being on MSNBC. You know what I mean? Like it just like was everything. Like it's everyone that's listening to this. Well, I can't really say everyone because it was a very specific. Yeah, but who are they getting though? Is the point? Do you know what I mean? Hold on, I want to go to Con of Thrones. That's in July, July 12th through the 14th in Nashville, and they're going to have Gendry, Sam, Jamie, Gilly, and the Wolf Dogs. I need to go to this. I need to meet Jamie. <laughs> well, that's what I'm. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that we have. I think they hired a conference company to make this conference. Oh, yeah. Okay. Every website is similar. Yeah, I think that they hired a conference company. Because I know LeakyCon has been around forever, and LeakyCon is for Harry Potter stuff, and it's exactly like, you know, and so they really zeroed in on people who are massive fans. The thing about LeakyCon and, like, Con of Thrones and things like that is that those are really focused on the fans, like, big yeah, time. Yeah, they're fan Whereas cons. with Pod well, so X, is this. Right. No, it is. Pod X, though... It's not particularly for PodX. If it was like PodX for, and I'm only using them as an example right now because I wanted to kind of like illustrate it. But if it's like, if you have a really huge Gimlet fan, right? If you love all the Gimlet shows and like that's your thing and you really love Gimlet or like the NPR shows, like all that stuff, then you can really have like a little bit of a con where all of those shows from those people, those people are there because you'd listen to all those. But podcasting is not like that. You know, like there's shows about like, okay, so the, I used to listen to the Pottercast all the yeah. time, like way back in the day. I, I would remember. expect the Pottercast to be at LeakyCon and then I would be excited because then I would go to LeakyCon because I love Harry Potter. At LeakyCon or PodX? LeakyCon. LeakyCon. I'm saying LeakyCon. I would go to LeakyCon because I'm surrounded by Potter things and... Pottercast is there, and those are my favorite Potter people who are going to be podcasting about that. I would love to go to a Con of Thrones and then have my favorite Game of Thrones podcasters at Con of Thrones. Like, I'd be super thrilled. Like, that's who I would want to see there. But I wouldn't go to Pod X for that. Does that make sense? Yep. So if we can get back to the advertising part of it, because I, I have an idea. So my idea is that a lot of shows don't want to drop a commercial that's produced in their show. They'll do a live read. Either they don't have the technology or they don't want to put a promo in there. So and this was done in the past, and I don't know why it isn't done anymore. But like for the She Podcast conference, what if you did a little 10, 15 minute show and went to female centric podcasts and said, hey, We'll pay you this much to drop it in your feed on a day that you're not doing a show. That has been done before. I don't know how much it was would cost you to do that, but it's a show that a woman might pick up and listen to. And if it's not that long and it's entertaining enough, it might draw people. Or not. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. We're like, we're thinking. We're thinking. We're actually thinking. We're not like going like, we're, we're thinking. I don't know. We're thinking. Hmm. A little five-minute show that would tell you about the podcasting from a women's perspective. And if you wanted to be a podcaster or you're already a podcaster and you want to up your game, you could go to the conference at this time. They just pop it in their feed. No big deal. And then... Oh, yeah. Like a trailer. Right. Yeah. And a couple... Th but that's been done before. episode. Right. Yes, it's, it's been done before. I've sold them before for uh, Business Wars. Exactly. Yeah, you did. You did. It was, you sold them before. Hmm. So it was fine. 
That was a good idea. The only problem with the Business Wars thing was it was hard to explain that it was supposed to be a separate episode and not a tack on to their episode, which is fine. I mean, it's still not a bad idea. It's still a good idea. How do we make one of those? Yeah, and there's also. Are you kidding me? Well, we just, re- dude, you just record them. What are you talking about? You just record. Yeah. We have to, we have to just record it. <laughs> no, I mean, but give, what should we say? Well, we're not going to talk about that right now, dude. We're talking just about the the idea. We're not going to sit here and strategize on what's going to go in the first five minutes. But the other thing is that I noticed. Is I think that, our in- audience would be fascinated about that. No, I think that they, no, we have other things to talk about. Oh my God. We're not going to do it. But I think that that's something we could add to our planning. We could see if that's something that we can do. Because I think it does, it helps to get some of that stuff out and to talk about it. But I I mean, I still think like I just bought um, what one of these dudes, some guy just came out with another one of those like famous productivity dudes just came out with a new book. And I happened to be listening to my favorite productivity and Mac show and he was on it. And he was geeking out about all Mac things. So what did I do before the show was over? Is I had a Kindle version of the book and the audio version of the book. And I started listening to it right after the episode finished. So, hey, it works when you're on the show and be interviewed. And I think part of it is the reason that I bought the book wasn't because of the book. It was because he was geeking out about Macs to such a degree that I was like, if anybody is that geeky about productivity on their Mac and knows how to do all of this other crazy stuff, that's the kind of guy that I kind of want to learn from. So I think it's the first book I've ever purchased of his. He's really famous. I forgot what his name is, but he's really famous, guys. He's so famous, I forgot his name. Yeah. I forgot his name. He's really famous, but I forgot his name. But I've never bought any of his books, but now I did because I, I admire his geekdom, and I, I like that. Anyway, that's my thought about that. So, actually, let's get into doing some tool tips. How about that? Why don't we? Elsie's tool tips. I think this is fun. I just put this in here because I found this article set that's called Snapchat is best as a content creation to platform and people are appropriately using it like a tool to making engaging photos that they can share elsewhere. <laughs> so, remember, Jess, what we did this. We totally did this. I do it all the time with now. each other. Mm-hmm. I know. So one of the reasons I'm sharing it, number one, is that it is really fun to go into Snapchat and look at all. They've got the fantastic filters. I mean, they do filters like nobody else. Am I right? Because come on, yes, you're they're right. so good at filters. They are really good. And so, like, did you see yourself as a man? You were like Enrico Iglesias. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, hilarious. Jess and I were laughing hysterically at seeing ourselves as a man. So that just it in itself it gave us joy to just do that. That is not even fair that we don't get a chance to see those pictures. I will post the one I did of me as a woman. It's horrifying. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Do you have facial hair? It looks like uh, I need a tan on my chin. <laughs> it oh, looks no. like I, it looks like it took most of the facial hair out, but I all my oh, the bottom. Dear. It's hard. I sent it to my kids and they were like, Dad, what just happened? <laughs> oh, my. my. I sent it to my mom and my mom's text back was, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I feel like I look like Jonah Hill's cousin. I'm not going to lie. Samantha sent me hers <laughs> and it took me a little while to get over it. <laughs> really? Aw. 
It really does make you look like a man. I mean, it takes every feminine part of you. Holy cow. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah, they do make some anyway, great Anyway, but all I'm filters. saying is that there are some things like... I think that this is a lesson for us that sometimes we want our people to do what we want them to do, particularly for people who are trying to reach out to non-podcast listeners or they're starting a show that is, you know, aimed at people who aren't don't historically listen to podcasts, right? So you have a lot of work mm-hmm. to do. And we have to go against this kind of thing where all of a sudden, maybe it's really fun. Maybe your feed is really great for, you know, X thing that you do so well, but they're never going to listen to your show. <laughs> <laughs> As in like Snapchat, you know, they make really great filters and it's like they want you to use their platform, but like it just feels so, why would I want to use it? I'd rather go to Instagram, right? So you just grab something and you use it and you use it in the way that you want to do it. And I think that podcast listeners and potential podcast listeners are just like that. And we as podcasters need to be creative in the way that we reach out to them. And Mm -hmm. that creativity comes from our understanding of our own show and our understanding of our own audience. And even though Jess and I give you tons of tips and information and on the super squad, we go really deep into like all kinds of tactical stuff and marketing things and growing your audience and insight and all kinds of stuff. The bottom line is that it doesn't matter what we say. You, first of all, have to do it. You have to take action. So you can't keep asking the same question and never actually do what we say. And the second thing is that then you have to test it and see like, oh, I tried this out. Did that actually work? Or are you just doing it because it now feels it's busy work and you think and you're overwhelmed and you're doing all this stuff to promote your show, but it's not really actually doing anything. So why are you doing that? I know that's a roundabout way sharing a, an insight but i just thought snap that the whole snapchat thing is just it illustrates elsie we didn't listen to a word of what you just said because we were just taking our phones and putting it into the camera showing each other our, <laughs> our transitioning for- particularly horrifying <laughs> <laughs> i sent it to that the group. Is some crazy shit yes and i saw elsie's and i was like i almost fell over it's amazing <laughs> Although Elsie, I do have to say, you make a handsome dude. I know. Yeah. No, I would date me. That's what I. That's what I told. <laughs> she Jess. has a like, unibrow, though. <laughs> they gave her a unibrow. Yeah. You know, a, a good woman would fix that. You wait. Yeah. You're not going to tell me I make a handsome easy. dude. What the fuck? I, I let me see your picture again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was the worst. You, it's just you look like you should be in a police look, lineup. <laughs> They didn't give me a unibrow, but I'm definitely Krog Magnum man. Yeah, you're a, oh, yes. scary, right? And it's also, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a Look good. Look at my eyes, though. You'd bang yeah. me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hairy chest, the whole thing. It's frightening. But this was crazy, too. Like, they have a oh. baby one. Oh, look at baby Jessica. Yeah. It looks like Isaac. Yeah, the baby. It does. Yeah. The baby ones are funny. Yeah, because Isaac, I know his head, his your eyes, and his eye. it's yeah, crazy. Eyes. It's weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's anyway, bizarre. sorry, Elsie. Yeah, but that tooltip was fascinating. Any, that's okay. I said some, like, really, yeah, and I said some stuff It was stuff really that's powerful nice. shit. Yeah. Powerful shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Snapchat, PodCon, Roadcaster. Yeah. 
so the Roadcaster Pro, y'all. So today, this is the first time, and and again, we won't really know until next episode because John, you're going to give us some feedback afterwards. But this is the first time that I'm using the Roadcaster Pro to record the show. Okay, so what I'm doing is. I am connected to the Rodecaster Pro, the, this beautiful machine that I'm completely in love with, and I really wish that I could cuddle with it every single night um, because it's so pretty and cute and exciting and fun for me. But what I've done is I've attached the phone. So we're so Jess and, and John and I, given my bandwidth issues, have to call me on the cell phone. So actually my number on the phone. So what I've done is I have connected to the Rodecaster Pro my cell phone. So I'm listening to them through the Rodecaster Pro and the phone is connected to the machine. And then I press record and it's going to provide for me a separate track for my voice, which is what I'm recording here. And it's also going to provide me a separate track of the Bluetooth line because that's in a different track, which is going to be the John and Jess conversation that's going to be kind of mixed into another one. But what that makes me do is have the ability to have anybody, let's say there's somebody that I uh, want to interview that really has no idea about Skype or Zoom or has any access to any of this stuff. And all I have to do is just say like, oh, just call my phone number. And then I can immediately have a conversation with them recorded two separate tracks and I can edit their track and edit my track. No anything else in between. Obviously, it's going to have audio quality like the phone does, but it just makes it so much easier. And I think that this kind of device, dude, I mean, seriously, I know that there's a lot of people. I know, Yes, it is a little bit expensive. So it's $599 for this machine. But if you had this, you would not have to pull your hair out <laughs> about trying to figure out how to connect with somebody. Right. Because that's the one of the first conversations that you have, like through, I think if we just filtered out that just that conversation in the she podcast group or any other podcasting group, I think we would get to we would literally miss out 50% of the conversations that are out there. Mm -hmm. Just like, how do I connect with somebody that's not in front of me? But this thing also, uh, it was when we went over to the Lipson office, I took it with me. And we were able to record the two Robs, so like Rob Greenlee, Rob Walsh, and then Dave Jackson and myself on this machine, just put it in the middle of the conference table. Everybody had their microphones. We just went on and everybody had their headphones. Boom, done. Super easy. All finished. So I am just in, 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 incredibly impressed with this machine. And the other thing is that I can add. So now when Rob and I record the feed, if I have any feedback, I can just play it from the computer because then I'm st I'm connected to the computer and that goes into a different track as well. So if I say, okay, let's hear from the next promo of the episode from whatever, you know, and then I just tap it on the machine and then now Rob can hear it as I'm talking. And even though I'm still going to be adding it in post-production, I can... Now I have a like a, a master track with everything in it. So I know where everything needs to go and I don't have to do like the extra work that I used to have to do with that stuff. So... I just thought I'd share the joy that I feel wonderful about this machine. And the nice thing also, let's say I got hit by a bus tomorrow and I'm no longer yeah. here. <laughs> you could do what you're doing right now with Jessica. Then when Jessica would send your track, you have what that track now becomes a sync track. So then you would grab Jessica's audio. You would drag it into another track, line it up where she's talking, get rid of the sync track. And now it sounds like you two are in the same room. 
So if you had the same issue and you had a co-host and you wanted to record and sound like you're in the same room, you would record that's that is a sync track. They would record their audio and it comes to you in real time. The, the great thing about that is that if you're doing it via phone, there can be drift. And if it gets to be too bad, you can just cut and slide it to where you line up again and you're not talking over each other as much. The problem we have here on She Podcast mm-hmm. is that a lot of times Elsie and Jessica can't hear each other because it's phone quality and they start talking at the same time. And by the time they realize that they're talking at the same time, they both get quiet. Then they both start talking again. Then they both get quiet. And then until, <laughs> until somebody yields and they start again. But it's tough because they can't really hear each other. No. Not yes. on time, exact no. time. Right, because they're both talking, and I just I hit a little M on my machine that says marker because I know here comes an edit, and they both start talking, and then they and then as they then they hear each other both talking, then they both get quiet, then they both start oh, talking God. at the exact same You're, time again. But it's just your life sounds so aggravating. Know, it it can be at times, especially at nine thirty in the morning when you know I'm not at my best. Yeah. I'm not. I don't have my most patience. So, but when I go back to edit it, it's fine. But it's what we have to do to make the show sound good. So it's not that big of a deal. The Rodecaster Pro helps with that because the best audio you can get if you have a co-host is when you record on each end. I recommend that more than anything else. Now, if you're having a guest come in, if they don't really have a good Internet connection or at least a headset, I recommend using the phone because people that are that listen to podcasts are used to listen to radio and radio has people come in on the phone all the time. And they're used to that. So it's not that big of a deal. And here's the other thing, John, that's really great that I have found too, that this is, this is actually a huge thing for me is that let's say, cause my girls, you know, like when I was recording, I I used it when I recorded with Rob this last time. So I did a double ender, but I was using the Roadcaster Pro to do this. I told my girls, y'all, I'm going to be recording. Please don't come in. They came in, I don't know, five to 10 different times. As they do. And usually what tends to happen, John, as you know, is I will turn off the microphone, but you can see in my track when I'm turning it off and on, like you could see the little click, right? You could see that stuff. But with the Roadcaster Pro, all I do is mute. I mute my track. Done. I miss that. It's so amazing. I miss the conversations. Uh. It's just so cool. So now whenever they come in and out, like if they're talking to me, I'm in the middle of doing something or I have to cough or you know, whatever. Sniff. I have to shift things around. I just mute my track and I'm done. It's like, I miss that so much because I used to be able to do that. I forgot where I was. Oh, when I was recording on Skype, when I was using just Skype and um, call recorder, you can mute it there inside of call recorder. But this is the first time I can do it via hardware. And it's just a godsend. And I also have the ability to add markers too. I can just very easily add a marker even though I haven't figured out why I would want to do that at this moment because of the way that I have to edit. But still, though, I can do it. I can totally just add markers. So I'm stoked. I love this machine I you know, so much. I love markers because markers are the best for the simple fact is when I see you, when you guys start talking each, over each other, I just hit the marker. And the same thing when you were recording with Rob, if you get to a point where he gives future Elsie direction, you hit that marker that's right. And you see it coming. So it's a lot easier that way. Yeah, I love markers. Yeah, so that you can actually look at, at the lines. I love it. So all of those things I'm super stoked about. I am very, very thankful to Rode for just not only sending this to me, but 
for the fact that this exists now yeah, because cool. it's it really I mean at, at this point again we've talked about this so many different times guys and if you are going to be saving your money like let's say you're going to be investing on your show you're going to invest in it if you can save anywhere from you know 700 to $1000 for your show and invest on this machine with some microphones to go into it it will pay for itself over and over and over and over again, because it's going to be as simple as you want it to be. Let's say you're just starting out. You're just starting to have people come on your show. You're just starting to do interview shows, or you're just doing your own solo show. You can input all of your audio and have bumpers and the beginning of your music. You don't have to do that in post. You can do it as you're recording, which is insane. You don't have to learn how to weave things in and out of your show because you could do it all at once. The other thing is, if you decide, oh, I think I'm ready to step up my game. Let's do a live recording when I go to my next conference. You can do it. Oh, there's a, an amazing person I want to interview on face-to-face. They're coming to my town. What do I use? You already have the gear. So like all of the questions that we get on Chi Podcast, they are all answered mm-hmm. by the Roadcaster Pro. Yeah. It's like, just use that. Yay. Just use that. Like, you don't, yay. So I am just in, uh, yeah. All the things. Now, John, what you're going to have to give us a scoop next week is um, this is the first time you're going to get a file from me via the Roadcaster Pro. So it's going to already have some compression on it. I tried to see if I could take off the compression, but I'm not sure. Like, you know, post-production, like things on it, fun things to my voice. So you're going to have to let me know what that sounds like. And I haven't gotten the levels right yet as of now. I think that I'm still learning what I need to look for and where it needs to be and all kinds of stuff like that. So give us a scoop once you see my, my track. Okay. Yay. All right. So I think we're almost getting into an hour here, but um, do you want to give us a scoop a little bit here on the She Podcast Live update, Jess? Can you give us a little bit of that? And I'll skip over some of this stuff and take it for next week. Are you ready? And now, an update on She Podcast Live. Cool. So, after this episode, I am talking to Don Frazier of The Moth. And I think she's going to help us with our butterfly brunch, which is going to be Sunday. Um, I wanted to do a moth-style brunch where... If any of you have ever been to The Moth, anyone who wants to tell a story on a specific theme, put your name in a hat. You get chosen to do your story. It's supposed to be like around five minutes. And so I thought it would be fun for her to talk a little bit about the moth and then like run the thing with us. So hopefully she's in for that. Simple cast. Janine Wright is going to do a really cool presentation on podcasting and the wage gap, um, which I thought would be really interesting. I'm very excited to work with them. I am talking to our sponsors, Edison Research next week, AdsWiz. We have Blueberry. We have Buzzsprout. We have... A bunch of other awesome companies that are signing on to like give our attendees some really interesting experiences. I didn't announce any speakers this week because it's right before a holiday. And I don't know. I usually get I usually feel like no one's reading their email from like Wednesday on. (laughs) I could be wrong, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like remember also it's Memorial Day weekend, which is like when everybody starts to have a sale and like your entire inbox explodes. Yes, exactly. I don't want to be in Memorial Day 
deleted inbox thing item. Yeah, so I'm going to try for next week. Oh, Liz Kovar is confirming that she's going to talk about – I just looked at my email. So normally she talks like she does some history of podcasting and this time I got her to do a presentation on – I mean I always use her as an example of how she works like a dog and that's what you need to do in order to have a successful podcast. So I'm going to have her illustrate what she's done being militant about her brand, being consistent, how long it takes her to do an episode. I really want people to know what it takes to do a show that gets you somewhere. I mean, she's had 30,000 downloads per episode for years. So I'm looking into the fairy hair thing, if you still want that. Yay, fairy hair. There is an Atlanta fairy fairy hair. hair. You guys, fairy hair is awesome. I love fairy hair. I want fairy hair all the time. And I guess I should just reiterate on the show something that we were talking about last weekend, which is that regardless of what legislation happens in the South, we are committed to the venue. We've signed a contract with the venue, but also the people who live there and the people who are expecting us, and the people who are hosting us have been very gracious to date. And I don't want to spit in the face of people who have nothing to do with that legislation, not to mention the fact that our group is about podcasting, not about politics. So whether Elsie and I feel strongly about the issues that are being legislated, which of course we do, there's no real room for that in an environment where we're meant to be including and welcoming everybody. So we don't want our event or our group or this conversation to go any further into politics. (laughs) I mean, if you want to ask us what we personally think and feel, that's one thing. But our group is about welcoming everybody. And we're not going to change just because the legislation in certain cities and states have has gotten oppressive, to say the least, for people. So that's what I wanted to address. And I hope you guys understand and that you're still going to come because it's going to be amazing. Tickets are selling. If you want your tickets, it's at ShePodcastLive.com. We're not having a Memorial Day sale, but we are going to have a sale in the upcoming weeks because Friendship Day, I think National Friendship Day is June 8th, and we're going to be having, I think, a promotion for that. So stay tuned for that. Um, And we're also going to be announcing next week a special Pay It Forward program where people who have a um, significant audience that they might like to give a ticket away to can participate in doing a ticket giveaway. So if you're one of those people and we haven't reached out to you yet, email me just at shepodcast.com and we will set you up with a ticket that you can give to your audience. That's it, I think, for now. Have I said too much or did I say just enough? No, you're good. That's awesome. And the other thing is in the She Podcast Super Squad, we do have a lot of in-depth information that we both Jess and I have been sharing in there. It's actually becoming very slowly one of my favorite places to go and to teach because it is nice to be able to have a smaller audience kind of listening, at least even though it's going to keep growing because you all are going to join, but to also know that we can get really deeper and very into the conversations, I'd really address specific questions in a, in a way that you can't do inside of a Facebook group where we can actually impact your growth and your ability to continue to get your voices out in front of other people at a much, much bigger level. So um, I just, I'm going to start posting the videos inside of Patreon. I've done mine and then we're getting a workflow so that Jess can get me hers because at this moment I can't access her video. And so we're, we're getting to a point where we can do that. 
So Patreon is also going to be full of these videos as well so that you guys can check them out. But um, it's it's really, really great. As of late, I actually shared some impact on stats. I shared especially what you need to be keeping a track on in terms of your data and how you measure the growth of your show, like very specifically. So there's some really incredible stuff that has just gone inside of the She Podcast Super Squad. And it's, guess what, guys? Five dollars a month five that's even less than an actual coffee over at starbucks five dollars y'all so if you want to get access to just i know five alive it's crazy if you want to get access to this make sure um jess is up next week i will be up the week after that so you get like this like sort of like really wonderful complex and very complimentary ideas sets coming from both of us to you guys. And we do spend a lot of time really focusing in and making sure that we deliver the most valued for you guys. Um, so please join the super squad. Sometimes I even Google answers on your behalf since I don't <laughs> know them all. <laughs> and then I will That's hilarious. look like I do know them, Tell but you. I didn't before I Googled it. <laughs> But hey, that's what we're here for. That's no, but, why you pay us the $5. So we will give you the answer I know, regardless of whether or not will. we know the damn answer. We have resources at our fingertips that we can ask and we are happy to do so. Not just yep. Google, but Absolutely. other resources as well. We have actual human beings who know the answers and if they don't, we will refer you exactly to where you need to understand. And if we really don't know the answer, we will actually say that to you and say, you know what? Don't know that. Right. <laughs> Precisely. So we will also be honest and say that, but you will be, uh, I mean, it's a great place to be. So anyway, it's you podcast super squad. And I think that, that we're done. We're all finished. That's it. We're done. Thank you guys so much for listening to she podcasts. Check us out at she podcast.com. If you want tickets to our amazing event, it's going to be incredible. It's she podcast live.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at she podcasts. And um, I think that's it. Podcast safe, y'all. Love you. Mean it. Bye.